Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Break, break, all call signs. This is Yankee Alpha from the Warrior U podcast. I need your immediate assistance in sector 300. Visit www.patreon.com forward slash warrior you. I say again, visit www.patreon.com forward slash warrior you. I spell Patreon, Papa, Alpha, Tango, Romeo, Echo, Oscar, November. You can pledge $1 a month or much more to also receive some great rewards. Save this call sign from imminent defeat. Yankee Alpha, out. Welcome to the Warrior You Podcast with your host, Bram Connolly. Join Bram as he uncovers what is to be a modern-day warrior on and off the battlefield, covering such topics as human performance, emotional intelligence, resilience, mental toughness, epigenetics, neuroplasticity, philosophy, and much, much more. Warrior You, it's the performance advantage. And don't forget to check out Mentors for Military Podcast. sure if this is going to work or not anyway so i'm trying something a bit different today this is the warrior you podcast live on the road between charters towers and townsville and i thought i'd just go through some of my crazy sort of thoughts while driving along and let you listen in and in particular i want to talk about discipline and this is going to be this is going to be hard to do because not talk about discipline, but it's going to be hard to do because I don't have any notes in front of me. I've got the Zoom H6 set up with earpieces in and I can hear the feedback from the road noise, you know, and basically I'm driving while talking. So there it is. There will, of course, be a stop at some stage for coffee so you can get out and stretch your legs. Yeah, so I want to talk about discipline and you know what discipline is how to how to be better with discipline how to use it as a a cornerstone of your life yeah and primarily I, i guess the reason i decided to do this today other than the fact that i've got all the equipment with me was i see it in the business that i work in um you know a lack of it at times and i i see it sort of creeping into my own life a little bit in some ways and I remember what good looks like. And I, ha- I was reminded of what good looks like yesterday when I heard a podcast with Mark Donaldson, VC, on uh, the Life of the Line podcast. And, and he mentioned, you know, having that discipline to keep, to keep going during, during the navigation exercise on the Carter course, the selection course for SASR. And I remembered how hard that was for me, the... Oh, I'm not fanboying either. Like, I'm not doing the whole, hey, Mark Donaldson. Yeah, I mean, he's a Victoria Cross winner and he's 
he's someone who I who I admire. I'm not doing that this podcast, you know, <laughs> because of that. I'm doing it because he reminded me of something really pertinent. And that was the pain that I went through on my own selection course and you know and I remember distinctly having to self motivate, which I I assume, I guess, I'm happy to be corrected by any academics, but I assume that is you know, self-motivation is discipline in some regards. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to try and construct my thoughts in some sort of logical sequence um, without notes, but let's let's give this a crack. So genetically, I suppose some of us are probably more predisposed to being disciplined. And I assume that that's a genetic makeup and that you, you know, and, and that comes from your family's history, you know, there's... and. You, you obviously have worked out by now that with genetics, you know, the, the behaviours of um, parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and the like and the different jobs and the different things that they do can affect the genetics of the children down the line, or, or so I'm led to believe. In, in that regard, there is a genetic component to it. It's a, it's a part of it. It's a part of the whole golf bag approach, as um, Liz Nutbart would, would say. And so with regards to that, my childhood I was you know I was disciplined enough I wasn't super disciplined when it came to school but I was really disciplined when it came to writing (laughs) writing the homework notes in my diary and making it look neat just wasn't so disciplined in doing the homework and then when I left uh, school and went and worked on the sheep station you know I found a new type of discipline I had to be I had to be at a certain place at a certain time in the morning. I had to get up. Had to have to have breakfast. Had you know, as a, as a sixteen and a seventeen-year-old, I had to be in charge of all these parts of my life that I probably wasn't so in charge of before. And then, then you get to Kapuka, and boom, you know, you're marched off the bus. Your head's shaved. You're given a whole heap of equipment. You're given a lesson on when to say what, and and then. It's a sort of imposed regulation and imposed discipline, imposed standards, and there's consequences if you don't meet these, you know, these standards, and you don't, if you can't self-regulate, you find yourself ostracised, or you find yourself punished, or you find yourself without, you know, without things that other people will get, without rewards. So, and there's three months of that, and and the foot's never really taken off your throat. For, for that discipline that's that sort of imposed discipline um, you know you could come back to your room and find it turned upside down you might find your locker completely cleaned out you could find your bed out the window you know all these sorts of things so you know there's consequences to not being disciplined in that in that regard as there is in life but I'll get to that and then from there I went to Singleton and really we weren't given that much more latitude other than we were given more rope to hang ourselves so you were given more freedom to make the right decisions you're given more freedom to be at certain places on time you're given more freedom to have your equipment set in a certain way but really it was still imposed discipline it's just that the consequences were probably going to be worse and the opportunity to not be disciplined was greater okay then when Singleton finished, you know, the School of the Infantry and, and the um, initial employment training, when that was finished, we then flew up to Townsville to our battalion and I remember on the first day walking in there and there's all these big strapping soldiers and they got all their stuff and, you know, they got all their 
we, we walked in there in the afternoon, I think it was, and we were introduced to our platoon sergeant. He's greeted us, showed us our rooms, and then said, okay, because it was a Friday, he's like, okay, boys, see you on Monday morning, 7.30 for PT. And now that was the only thing that I needed to hear because that was the next lot of discipline for me. The next imposed moment was 7.30 in the morning on Monday morning. Um, and so then, you know, obviously you have the weekend that you have when you first get to the battalion. Everyone takes you out and they, um, you know, and I was, uh, yeah, I was 18, just turning 18. Probably wasn't 18 yet, actually. Um, now I think of it. No, I wouldn't have been. And, um, you know, everyone's getting you drunk and doing this, that and the other. And then, and then at some point on that Sunday, it's like, dude, I've got to get myself sorted out because I've actually got to go to work tomorrow morning and yeah and then it's like all of a sudden the army discipline the imposed discipline is now a set of timings it's more about hey you get this stuff right I'm not going to tell you to do it you have your equipment clean you know you have your weapons done you you know make sure that your uniform's ironed that your bed is folded you know for for three or four years after Kapuka I was still folding hospital corners in my in my counterpane in my bed you know and that was that was because of the imposed discipline and how basically how enforced it was on me to the point where I would wake up in the morning it's like Pavlov's dogs you know hear a whistle blast or hear the you know hear, hear the first parade um, bugle call and then those, that bed's made right so <clears throat> into my civilian life you know I I guess I've been spoiled a little bit that um my wife is super disciplined and so I get up in the morning you know get up in the morning maybe have a shower come back the bed's made that's taken out of my hands okay um I make a joke that the fairies come and do it and you know and then the the boys as well you know I've got to set the boys up and get them all organized and they are the most undisciplined rabble and you know coming from my background it's bloody hell it kills me it's like I'm forever picking up after them and basically every toy they've ever had has been threatened to go in the bin at some point but I've still got that whole I'm going to lay my clothes out the night before for the gym session I'm going to have at you know 4.30 I'm going to get up or 5 in the morning I'm going to get up and do a gym session I've still got that I need to get this done because it's important and it's, and if I'm consistent and consist, you know, as you've heard me say before consistency is more important than motivation because consistency builds champions and so here I am still rolling through a whole heap of discipline in my life in order to in order to achieve the things I want to achieve it's just that now it's not imposed it's um, a self-discipline and you know they say you've you've probably heard people like Tim Ferriss and people like that talk about um, you know the the things that leaders do in the morning or the things that champions do in the morning and and what they're what they're trying to get to and they never really get to the point of it is that you know yeah they have these habits but these habits are habits based on discipline and the discipline has been learned because they've had success with it so for instance you know reverse your car reverse your car up the driveway in the morning you'll be able to drive straight out into the day there's the first thing second thing is lay your clothes out the night before because in the morning you can get up and go to that gym session because everything's packed ready to go you don't have to think too much you know, I mean, I know a guy, bloody brilliant guy, you know, a special a U.S. Special Forces major who I used to work with, who he's got the coffee pod in the machine, 
the night before. He's got the coffee cup under the machine ready to go. He has a structure to his mornings. He gets up, he walks out in the kitchen, he turns the coffee machine on, he walks away from the coffee machine, goes in, has a shower. You know, it's all a set sequence of things. The meals are prepped the night before. They're in containers in the fridge in grab bags, ready to go. You know, these are the habits of champions. And they're, they're habits, but they're disciplines. And they're disciplines because they will do these things because they know they work and they will do them no matter what. No matter how tired they feel the night before, they, they are disciplined on, you know, enough. I was going to say and motivated, and that would have made me look like a dickhead. They're disciplined enough to know that if they do all these things even though they're tired, that the second order effect of that discipline is going to be success or it's going to be something easier. It's going to be an easier pathway the next day. And so if I think about what got me to the uh, commando selection course and now navigation exercise, if I think about the, the discipline that I had to show during that, you know, I had to regulate my own time. I had to eat when I wanted to eat, drink when I wanted to drink, and just get the checkpoints I had to get in the 24 hours. And some of that is, you know, you're working out the nav legs at each stand. You're going to the next stand. You're getting your next checkpoint, you know. And it's it's basically a, um, it's basically orienteering on steroids, except you're carrying a pack and a radio and ammunition and all that sort of stuff. And with that discipline for the navigation and everything it's like well do i sit here another 15 minutes and rest or do i stand up and and you know you know that something good is going to happen if you're disciplined if i stand up and move i'm going to have something good come come out of it um i'm going to get that extra checkpoint i might even finish the navigation exercise early in which case i'm going to get more rest ready for the next part of the selection course and so you've got to have that that discipline and with discipline i think and this is probably something that, you know, Tim Ferriss and those guys don't really go right into the nitty-gritty of it. With discipline comes freedom. Well, how can that happen? How can you have freedom from imposing discipline on yourself? Well, the discipline allows you more time. It allows you to be able to think about things slower. It allows you to be able to take stock of things, you know, because you're not reacting directly to the stimulus of the situation or the problem it's almost like you're providing a structure over the top of chaos which is a whole another chapter in the book i'm writing but it's all founded on discipline so you know knowing what your day looks like knowing what the you know what is a, the perfect day for you and what does that require you to do and if that requires you to get up at five o'clock and it takes 15 minutes to put your clothes on, you know, go to the toilet, whatever, put your clothes on and then walk out into the gym and you've got your gym program written up on the wall or you're going to drive to CrossFit and you're going to let someone take it out of your hands for you. It's going to be there for an hour, you know, so you don't have to think about it. And then you've got your clothes hanging up in your car already and you go to work and you have a shower at work and you get changed. Your lunch packed in a, in a little esky or something because you've been meal prepping because you're a freak that counts calories. You know, I've been guilty of that myself. You know, so I get it. Um, and yeah, and so discipline leads to freedom. You're not a battery hen. With the discipline comes the freedom. And so you're disciplined in your day-to-day life. You're disciplined in, in the little things that you do. And then, and the secret of it all is there has to be a reset where you go on holidays and you go, you know what, fuck discipline. Like, I am going to sleep until noon. And then I'm going to walk the streets with nothing. You know, with no with no agenda. And I'm going to go out and eat whatever I want to eat. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. 
because it makes it so much easier when you go back to your life you know you go back to the grind you go back to the the things that you have to do to make the money to enjoy your leisure time it makes it easy when you go back and go right i'm going to set myself up for discipline because i'm going to be disciplined i'm going to make you know make the right choices i'm going to do the right things i'm going to have the outcomes i want to have and it makes it easier because you know at the end of it then you don't have to be disciplined when you're on holidays or you know if you don't want to be you can you can give yourself a break you know give yourself a rest now why do people find it so hard to be to be disciplined i really need a guest hey man why do people find it so hard to be disciplined well, that's a good question um, and I, I assume that's because they, they probably don't know what good looks like and they probably don't know the advantages to the little you know habits, the little habits of discipline. And I think that without you coming and living in my life for a week or two weeks or three weeks or, or a day, the way to work it out for yourself to be more disciplined um, is, is probably to sit down the night before and write out, a list of tasks that have to be done tomorrow no matter what you know and they could be things like i'm going to wake up at six just bloody wake up at six that's a start for some people you know god i'm saying that i'm looking around at the moment the mountains on the if anyone's ever done this drive between charters towers and townsville you know what i'm talking about and the you know those the hills on either side of the road and the, um you know it's an early morning drive for me as well to catch a plane so it's there's sun coming up and there's windmills and basically i just want to grab a, a bow and a backpack and go off into the hills hunting but anyway whatever got this whole post bloody afghanistan deer hunter thing going on like i don't know anyway whatever that is um so yeah so but you know and and, and so where was i yeah so with with that you know get up at six in the morning and and then you walk out into the kitchen there's things you've done the night before set up already and there's things on your list that you're going to do today because you have to do them today you have to do them today if you want success. And no matter how tired. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. How do you get? And you start off with two or three things on the list, and then you add, you add something to the list every day. Today, you might get up at six um, and just, you know, get yourself ready for the day. Tomorrow, you might get up at six and do a 30-minute workout and then get yourself ready for the day. The next day, you might get up at six. You can see there's a pattern here. And then you continue to go on like that so that you're building on those little habits and you've got a list of things that you have to do each day no matter what you know and and that is building you're imposing the discipline on yourself but you're also regulating that self-discipline really fast so you're building it really quickly you know and you'll see you will see benefits from that discipline and you know now and for some of the soldiers who i know listen to the stuff that i do on on the pot warrior you podcast you know, I know that you're listening to this going, what the hell are you talking about? It's so easy. I mean, what are you talking about, Brent? Well, the thing is, I'm starting to understand that people, there's people out there, you know, and I'm not dumbing it down. I'm breaking it into the component parts because there's people out there that just don't know it. They don't. 
they've got, they've left high school and they they basically got to be at work at nine and sometimes they sometimes they'll sleep in till eight thirty and sometimes they'll get up at four because they've got to, I mean, they can't sleep because a huge hangover you know or whatever that thing is that you get from drinking too much not before and then you can't sleep and then they're up and then they're at work you know that sort of shit so there's people out there who don't know this stuff so you build those habits like one little habit at a time each day build up more there's things you it's a list it's uncompromising these are the things in my life that i have to do every day for success you hear all this live your best life and be the best version you know of yourself and be better than you were yesterday just be disciplined find some discipline build discipline you know the rest of the stuff will come consistent progress you know i mean i'm guilty of it as well i might go and row a marathon on the rowing machine or because i haven't worked out for a week or i might go and you know tell everyone hey see you later i'm gonna go and run as far as i can or ride as far as i can do try and get everything done at once but it's the small consistent disciplined approach that builds champions none of this excess you know over you know too much of excess of anything doesn't help it's you know it's like a discipline's like a i guess it's like a medicine in some ways small little doses taken often will have the best effect will have the best effect in your life so yeah i'm gonna pull over somewhere up here and grab coffee because that's an uncompromised discipline approach that i take every day i have coffee in the morning yeah and i'm gonna let you think about that and i hope some of this has resonated with you um i'm sorry if you're used to hearing an awesome guest come on and talk about really you know brilliant things you've had to come on a car trip with me now one thing i one thing i'll end with is you know you you if you're listening to this and you are considering joining the Australian Defence Force, then you know that I've set up uh, Warrior U, and you'd know that uh, Warrior U has been designed, you know, to help people and to mentor people in that regard. You know, so check it out on the website, and also we've got the the closed Facebook page as well, where we, you know, the closed Facebook page where we talk to people about like and selection courses and all that sort of stuff. We're back. Um, second part of. Ram's amazing road trip and just grabbed coffee and I've adjusted the sound a little bit so it might be you might hear the car so yeah anyway part two of the road trip um got the sun just coming up over the back of the hills there just grabbed some fuel and some coffee from Puma this this episode proudly brought to you by Puma uh, it's not but they can pay me if they want and now I've talked about I've just previously talked about discipline. It's great. Now I think what I want to talk about is, you know, goal setting. And for those, you know, that's a new skill for those who are getting out of the defence force. In a lot of ways, it's a new skill. And for those who are who are going in there, it's a skill that I bloody wish I'd had when I was, you know, 20 years ago, nearly 30 years ago now. I wish I'd had that skill to set, you know, goals. A few of my friends obviously had those skills because... You know, they went on to do the things they said they were going to do. Whereas I just sort of floundered around from course to course and, you know, exercise to exercise, living life. I probably lived the same year over and over for 10 years before, or at least at least five years before I went into Special Forces and, and then probably another five once I was qualified, you know. And I think about it too, you know, if you are a soldier listening to this podcast or or anyone in the adf a young especially if you've just gotten in there you know crying out loud like use your brakes use those there's so many times that i would go home back to adelaide for six weeks at the end of the year 
What the hell? Why? You know, great. Let's go back to Adelaide. We've just left Townsville. Let's go to Adelaide. What the hell? Why wasn't I going to Prague or, you know, Budapest? Because of the architecture, clearly, and the coffee. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you go to, you know, Ibiza or bloody, you know, anywhere in Spain or Greece or Italy or something like that? But I didn't have those goals because I didn't really know that I could have those goals. I, I guess I was, I was doing what was expected of me. I'd go home to the family over, you know, mum and dad and brother and sister. I'd go home to them over my Christmas leave for 10 years, you know, um, and never really did anything for myself. It wasn't until I had a, a partner who was a fair bit more worldly than I was. I mean, I'm worldly in a, you know, I'll come to your country and carry a gun and shoot at you worldly, but I'm not worldly in the way of I wasn't. You know, let's go travelling and learn new cultures. I mean, now I've got a degree majoring in society, so whenever I go to, you know, a new country, I'm looking at the, the cultural landscape and it fascinates the hell out of me. I probably would have back then too. But I didn't know or I didn't. So, yeah, I think setting setting that goal, setting those goals with a good countdown. <laughs> uh, that's a shout-out to you, Jackie. Have a good countdown for something and then work towards that. You know? And so, you know, holiday goals are one thing. And then there's, for me, it was like the first time, I, and people keep asking me about this, it's more of an issue to other people than it is to me, the, you know, the whole SASR Carter course and when people find out that I attempted it as a 19 year old and I was 19 or 20 20 and wasn't um, successful and they ask they want to know about that more than I give a crap about it now these days I mean it worried me for a while but um, you know but it wasn't a goal it was just it was something to do it was a thing I had to you know felt compelled to do because people talked about it being the best thing you can do in the military back in 1994 I'm like yeah I'm all in but me being all in is back then was like, yeah, uh, that's the training program. Oh, okay, I'll go for a run. Oh, so I'm meant to be doing a weight session today. Oh, okay, yeah, I would go for a run. Oh, so you know, so the things that I was really good at were things that I was only just as good as the other guys training, and I didn't know it. So the 3.2 I was doing in around bloody hell 14 minutes. You know, I was a runner. The the 5k I was doing in 16 something. The, the but that doesn't but so were those other guys well I didn't realise that you know but so were they they were able to do that as well because they were doing the full training program and I was paying lip service to it and then we get on selection you know and it all falls apart for me within the first day because we're carrying huge packs and I'd done no pack work and these guys had you know but it was a goal for them they'd set it as a goal they'd chased it as a goal they had motivations to do it they had the consistency of training they were disciplined you see where this is going you know, and it was a goal. And for me, it was just a thing to do, and I'm probably, I'm going to go to SAS. Yeah, Perth sounds good. Bullshit, you are. All right, so then, you know, fast forward four or five years and a lot of water under the bridge, and now I'm in 4RAR, and they've got their first um, commando selection training course, and, you know, we get told about it, and that becomes a goal. And I mean, you've not seen someone train for that the way I train for that. Um, I was not going to fail anything, you know. And the reason I wasn't going to fail anything is because I knew what failure was like and I knew the secret back then to not failing was to be disciplined because I'd seen the other guys do it. I'd seen them get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go for two-hour pack marches before they did PT. I saw them eating all the right stuff. I saw, I saw, I witnessed it. I should have been doing it, 
you know, maybe. I mean, if it, if that it wasn't written, was it? It wasn't the thing that I was meant to do. So yeah, so goals. You know, I saw those guys going through those. Um, you know that showing that discipline for the training, following the training program, and it was it was like I said at part one of this podcast. It it was, you know, they'd set themselves things that were not negotiable, and the not negotiable for them was getting up and doing the training program that that you know twelve week or eighteen week training program. And so for me, for the commando course, it was like, well, that's me. Like I didn't have a training program to follow. I had the I had the old SAS one folded up somewhere, which I pulled out and sort of created my own out of. And then I just followed it. And um and then and then I had added responsibilities too, didn't I? The added responsibilities that I had was I was a section commander. So for that first selection course, we we, we did that in platoons. And so my added responsibility was making sure that my section was squared away, ready to go as well. It wasn't just about um, Bram, which actually for me is probably and of and history would show that and you know as well for me a greater driving motivator for me is other people and if i am in charge of people if i'm leading people if i'm if i'm responsible for them then i work harder um so yeah anyway so that was um that was done and you know i got through that and that that was a goal for me and then my goals became well they became just past this just past the next part <laughs> just past the you know the just past the amphib course just past the para course just you know they became my goals and they became immediate goals rather than long-term goals and then over time my goals would become increasingly further out with the unit to the point where i said well my goal is to become an officer you know why do you want to become an officer you know, um because I'm on DFRDB, which is the old pension scheme, and it's worth more for starters. And secondly, I can affect more people. And also, all of my reports say that um, I keep calling out the officers, you know, which isn't a great thing to do unless you're doing it one on one behind closed doors. But I was doing it publicly a lot. And I sort of had to do some introspective, you know, I had to do some soul searching and go, well, why am I doing that? And it's because I thought I could do a better job in some cases. And I, and I probably could in some cases not all cases and so I had to put my money where my mouth is and go well I'm gonna I'm gonna do this job you know and so that became a goal of mine it became I tell you what that goal of all the things I've ever achieved becoming an officer from a from a sergeant so I was on the counter-terrorism team at the time as the I went from the in the sniper platoon to the operations sergeant um while I sat, you know, got myself ready for it, and of all the goals that I've achieved, that was the one that I was the most thoroughly prepared for. And how did I prepare for that? You know, I I sought out people who'd done it before. I I asked all these different officers what makes a good officer. I read up on what the day was going to be like. I talked to people who'd failed it and asked what their approach was. I talked to people who'd been successful and asked what their approach was. I then sought out someone who'd actually and it must have been a surprise when I rang her I sought out someone who'd actually been the head of the panel before you know years gone by and said right you know this is what I want to do what can you tell me and we get to the day of you know it's a day what it was back then it was a day of testing um, we get to the day of testing at uh, Ranwick Barracks there and you know here I am on you know it's culminated my this is the goal and it's culminated to today this is the day of the performance you know, I dressed the part exactly as I'd been told how to dress and how other people had dressed before. 
I remember I bought brand new, you know, it wasn't on that much money back then either, really. I bought brand new cufflinks for it and a new belt. And, you know, I bought, I did deliberately bought new things for this so that they would be associated with this effort. We went into the day and I went through the testing. And I'm not going to go over all the, what, you know, the ins and outs and the minutiae of the testing. Needless to say, I was perfectly prepared for everything. And there's some left of field things that happened on that day. And it was like a script, you know. And I remember, I remember, um, it, you know, even when I, even when I was given the recognition of the Distinguished Service Medal by the Governor General's, um, you know, advo- you know, representative in in Melbourne, even that day wasn't as special to me as the day that I was commissioned because I, I sat there in front of the board, and. And she says to me that she there was a colonel who was in charge that day. I wish I knew who she was because I'd love to have a talk with her. But and she says to me, "Look, you know," and I, and I was looking out the window at the time, uh, behind them, uh, at some people doing PT, you know, as you do, and the board sitting in front of me. And she's going, "Oh, listen, Bram, we just want to have you here and let you know what it would have been." Listen, Sergeant Connolly, actually, you know, I'm being disingenuous saying that we're on first name basis. You know, listen, Sergeant Connolly, you know. Um, we appreciate you being here today, blah, 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 all the niceties, and we want to let you know that you've been successful. And I guess it was the way she said it that my heart sort of sank a moment. And I said, <laughs> I've gone, excuse me? <laughs> and she goes, uh, we just want to tell you that you've been successful. And I had to listen to the word again and make sure there was not an un in front of it, you know. And then this bloody, this, this thing hit me like, holy shit. My whole life has just changed today. Everything has changed. I'm no longer Sergeant Connolly. I'm now, you know, Captain Connolly. That <laughs> sounds like I should be wearing my underpants on the outside of my bloody. Yeah. So, so everything changed, and I realised everything had changed. But it was it was more than just that too. It was a realisation of a goal. You know, it had been a long time coming. It had taken about eighteen months worth of you know investigation and paperwork and applications and going back and forwards and medical tests and psych tests and then this it culminated in this one day, this one performance, this this one you know hundred meter race, so to speak. You know, you think about a sprinter. You know, you don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes for him to get to that you know nine ten second effort. You know, that makes him a champion. So yeah, so so it was a. a it, and it, it just really resonates that day with me. It really reinforces, too, the, the whole idea of, um, you know, consistency and discipline, you know. And, and some of that is the discipline to, to go and seek out the knowledge that you need. It's the, it's the discipline to, to know that, that, that this goal that's going to happen in 18 months, 12 months' time is the driving force behind everything I do today. You know, and it might be a vanilla day. I might get up in the morning, go for a little bit of a run, talk to a few people, you know, do, do some spreadsheets, whatever it is. But guess what? In the back of your mind is the bloody goal because everything you're doing today is helping you towards that goal. And you, you find a way that it does help, you know. The run is helping. The, spread, the boring spreadsheet you're doing, well, you're not going to get up out of your chair until it's finished because you need the discipline to get through the one event that's going to happen in 12 months' time. You know, so you see where I'm going with it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off this now and let you guys go because um, I'll be pulling into Townsville soon, but um, I want to drink my coffee before I get there. Hey, I hope you enjoyed my two-part road show series. 
Um, let me know if you want me to do more of this sort of stuff. If you don't, that's cool. I'll get guests on. Uh, all right. Catch you all later. Bye. Break. Break. All call signs. This is Yankee Alpha from the Warrior U podcast. I need your immediate assistance in Sector 300. Visit www.patreon.com forward slash warrior U. I say again, visit www.patreon.com forward slash warrior U. I spell Patreon, Papa, Alpha, Tango, Romeo, Echo, Oscar, November. You can pledge $1 a month or much more to also receive some great rewards. Save this call sign from imminent defeat. Yankee Alpha, out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.